It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there for help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, everybody? Today, we are going to talk about some breakout candidates for the Wizards this upcoming season, and who stays in D.C. longer, Jordan Poole or Wes Ansel Jr.? And at the end, we're going to um, answer one important mailbag question so definitely rock with us today next on locked on wizards you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Today, or the, thank you for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. So today, we are going to talk about some breakout candidates, who takes that step forward this season, and then who do you think staying DZ longer, Jordan Poole or West Elm Jr.? And at the end, we're going to answer a mailbag question. So let's dive right in, E. Um... Looking forward to the, I mean, the season's coming up, football and basketball season coming up. So, uh, important time. Um, preseason's right down the road. Um, we're going to look at a, a couple players who could be breakout candidates. So, starting with the first one with you, um, what, what's one guy do you think takes that step this season? Um, there's so many guys you can choose from, so many young guys you can choose from. You got Danny in a contract year, you got Corey Kispert fighting for a starting spot. Um, you got Daniel Gafford, who's going to be the clear-cut starter, and you don't really have much center depth behind him, so he's going to get a lot of playing time this season. Uh, a lot of guys with chips on their shoulder, Jordan Poole. You know, I think he already broke out as a player, but he could definitely take a lead. But I think uh, – and then Tyus Jones getting a start. This is going to be Tyus Jones' first – most likely his first starting role from the jump, not being behind John Morant uh, to start the season off. So – uh, you could throw him as a candidate in there, too. But uh, Johnny Davis is a guy that you could possibly put in there, too. But I, I am going to go with Denny, man. I am. Uh, Denny just put up a picture on Instagram that he flew into D.C. So he's training. He's doing something different this year where he's not going to be over and playing playing with FIBA. 
Uh, he's not going to be working out with Drew Hanlon. He's working out with somebody else. And he was working out with somebody else in Israel on his shot. Now he's going to be working with the Wizards staff this year all summer. No FIBA basketball, no injuries, no virus or COVID in the offseason. So this is a different offseason for Denny, for him to get in the weight room, to just focus on ball handling, finish around the rim, different moves on his offensive game and to work on that three-point shot. So I think that's clearly what he has to work on. I think he has the opportunity to do that. Um, Bradley Bill not being there, Przingis not being there. Still going to have a lot of guys that are going to get shots up with Kyle, with Kuzma and um, Jordan Poole. But if he plays with the bench unit, I think he can dominate with the ball, have the ball in his hands a lot, be a great passer, great facilitator, great facilitator, just getting the rebound and pushing it and going. But the Achilles heel on his game is going to be, can he hit an open three? Are guys going to, you know, stay back and not even guard him and stay basically in the paint? And he's kind of just a liability out there. Are we going to see Turbo Denny? where he was cooking in those games after Rui got traded, or we're going to see the Denny who was very consistent. And then he got better towards the end of the season. But I think he has the, the most to prove this season coming up with a contract season. Is he going to get another contract from Will Dawkins and, and Travis Schlank? Because these guys didn't draft him. So he has a lot to prove, but he's an excellent rebounder, excellent defender, good passer. The only thing that's holding him back is shooting and the left hand. Uh, and I'm, so it's hard to say only because I'm naming so many things that are holding him back. But um, he he probably does have the highest ceiling. You know, Corey Kisper is a great shooter. I love the way he shoots and, and he can pa- he can pass and cuts. But Denny does have the highest ceiling. If he does reach his potential, I do feel like Denny has the highest ceiling out of some of the young guys on the roster. Um, Gafford, once again, he's got to has to have a point guard that can set him up. But I do think if he has a mid range game. He can take a leap as well, but I'm, I'm going to go with Denny, man. This is a big year for him, so I think I think he's the guy that should be taking that leap or breaking out. Yeah, just for a sake of conversation, I'm going to mention another player, but I agree on Denny, man. Um, I'm going to get on Denny real quick. Yeah, I think he definitely breaks out. I think he definitely takes that step this season because, you know, if you look at years past, you know, he came in, Russell Westbrook was the guy, you know, Bradley Bill was there, so he, he was kind of, you know, catch and shoot, sitting in the corner. He, he wouldn't really been utilized right under Scott Brooks. Um, then the last couple of years, you know, he's kind of been from 3D wing to, you know, his, his role changes. You know, now he has the opportunity where he has plenty of playing time, where he can kind of figure out his game. And I agree with you. You know, at first I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe slide him into the starting lineup because it is in his contract here. But, you know, making him maybe the primary ball handler on the second unit, I think can really get the most value out of him because – He's one of those players where he needs the ball in his hand. Now, obviously, you know, we know what he needs to work on. You know, his three-point shot, you know, his left hand, you know, list goes on. But I think he t- I think he really works on his game. Because like you said, that photo of him flying in the D.C., it's kind of telling everybody that he's coming here focused. Look, he's ready to work. Because he knows, look, this is a contract year. This is a very important year for him, you know, not only as a member of the Wizards, but just for his career, period. Because even if his future's not here, he's got to get that contract. So this is a really a prove-it year for him. But I think he takes that step. I really do because I think, you know, obviously we know his defense is elite, in my opinion. But, you know, if the offense comes around, this rebuild is going to be a shorter rebuild because if he breaks out, this is going to be a very competitive. I'm not saying they're, you know, I'm not sitting here saying they're going to be a, a six C or above or a playoff team or championship team. But you're going to see start to see chemistry with this group of Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma and Denny, because really those are the three most important players right now. You know, you can argue, you know, other players, but I, to me, those three going to be kind of the headliners for this group next year. So, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on another player real quick. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say Jordan Poole. And like you said, as a player, 
you know, whether or not he can play in the NBA, you know, he already said, he already showed that he can. But going from a six-man role to being pretty much a number one option, I think he's going to put the league on notice this year. Now, obviously, you know, being on the Wizards, coverage is not like being in L.A., New York. You know, we don't get many prom games. You know, we're lucky if we get one or two. Um, so the exposure is not going to be there. But I think he's going to put the league on notice that shows that he can be a star. I think he's going to develop be a star at D.C., um, so I think he's going to break out and he's going to he's going to put all star numbers up. And I'll go so far to say that he could push towards 30. Why not? I mean, because he's going to have the opportunities. Now, I, I expect more, maybe 25 points, 22 points a game. But to me, he, he's a definite breakout candidate for solidifying himself as a foundation of a franchise, as opposed to when, you know, Golden State, he was kind of you know six man, you know, in the shadow of Steph and company. So he is going to let his star shine bright this year and that's why i think jordan Poole's going to be a breakout candidate oh certainly yeah he's capable and uh he's had great um playoff performance I know, last year he was bad in the playoffs against the lakers but people forget about the memphis grizzlies where he put up 31 points um look at some of the games that he played without staff he had 43 points against the raptors on december 18th he had 41 points against the trailblazers on december 30th february 8th he had 38 points uh march 30th he had 38 points in 2022. So he's had some crazy games, and now he, he is going to be the number one option. It's going to really be going to be between him and Kuz, where he's going to go out there and, and he's going to take a lot of shots. Both those guys are going to get a lot of shots up. He's going to be handling the ball. There are going to be a lot of times where he's going to be playing point guard uh, when Tyus is on the bench or sometimes even when Tyus is on the court where Jordan Poole is going to bring it, bringing the ball up. And um, he's going to have free will. He's going to have autonomy to take any shot that he wants. Um and he's going to have the greenest of green lights out there. So he's going to get a lot of shots up. And he potentially could, if he can calm down on the turnovers and just be a little bit more efficient and show a little bit more effort on defense, I think he could potentially make an all-star team. Kind of like, like what Laurie Markkinen did for the Jazz, where they started off hot, they went 10-3, and three, but they started, you know, they kind of regressed to back to where the media or consistent stuff they were going to be. I think that could happen with the Wizards where he could have a Laurie marketing kind of a season, or you brought up when the Wizards got Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas was a hooper. He was just a guy that, you know, could just score and get shots up and make tough shots and get to the basket. Jordan Poole does similar things to Gilbert. Not comparing him to Gilbert, but he definitely is a bucket getter, kind of like what Gilbert was back in those days for sure. So just coming to a new team, fresh start, keeping his head on his shoulders, being a leader, I, I can certainly see that too. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, both of them are really good candidates because I think both of them can break out. Like I said, I you know I had to break it up for the you know the second monotony, man. But you know, getting back to Denny real quick, I think he breaks out. I think he finally figures it out on the offensive end because he he knows that look, this is a big pivotal year for him. You know, like I said, as far as individually as a player, and this where he, his long term fit in DC is. I think that I, you know I, if he breaks out, they definitely extend him. You know, mm-hmm. and I definitely think he comes back on a team-friendly deal. But, you know, yeah, I mean, he, like I said, I've always been a fan of, of his of his game, his work ethic. It's just, you know, obviously we don't mesh well with, you know, with some fans, and that's cool. But, um, <laughs> no, we're both big fans of Denny. You know, I, I would love to see him break out because, you know, why wouldn't I? You know, I want what's best for this team. And, really, if you look at shortening this rebuild, the best-case scenario of all people is Denny breaking out. You know, he is that pivotal piece to where if he can break out, you're going to have some serious talent on the scene, man. Um, and then going back to Jordan Poole, you know, like you already covered that, you know, he is definitely already solidifying himself if he could play on his level. He definitely can, but he finally comes out of the shadow of Stephen Curry. And I think he shows that he could be a leader on this team. 
absolutely he's gonna he's gonna have a great year so um those are two great breakout candidates that I, I think we both can agree are going to. And, and last thing I'll say about Denny is his confidence, keeping his head up. If he has a yeah. bad game, keep your head up. If you have a bad shooting game, keep your head up. Don't complain to the refs. Get back on defense. Confidence is going to be a huge part for Denny as well. Great point. You know, there's always been a confidence thing with him. But, you know, the, um, the fact, you know, what, what I said earlier about not having a lot of pressure on him, you know, not having to perform, you know, the backup Brad or, you know, he's got more time to kind of, find his way, you know, put the ball in his hands a lot more. You're going to see a lot of confidence with him this year. So I, I definitely agree. So we're going to go ahead and move on next to, you know, we're going to bring up Jordan Poole again. Who's going to be in D.C. longer, Jordan Poole or West Unsell Jr.? Man, that's a good question. So before we move on, today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? It's officially summer and a new season means new clothes. But your closet shouldn't be the only thing growing when you make those purchases. Now you can also watch your cash grow back with each purchase with Ibotta. Finally taking that summer vacation you've been planning, but dreading buying all of the necessities before you take off, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned cash and without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get your cash back. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back, real cash in your pocket that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and a lot more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCK when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCK. That's I B O. T-T-A in the Google Play Store or the App Store and use code LOCKED. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ibotta. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we have former Locked On Wizards host, Deontay uh, Daniel. Excuse me. So it's going to be a good, good episode. So definitely tune in. We're going to talk about, you know, what his take is on the lineups and what division is going forward for the Washington Wizards. So definitely tune in. So next on the agenda. Jordan Poole and West Sunset Jr. Who's going to be in D.C. long term? Who do you think? Um, that's that's a really, really good question. That's a tough question there. Uh, um, I think this is a trial year for, for West Sunset Jr. Once again, they did not hire him. Um, I know Ted, of course, is is fond of West Sunset Jr. because of the legacy, his dad, and the history and all that. Um, but I think it's a trial year. I don't, I don't, I don't see us winning a lot of games. So it's kind of not really fair to West either because we're not going to have the roster to really compete with, you know, the Heat, the Celtics, uh, who else, the six, even even the Sixers trading James Harden, um, Heat, Celtics. But I mean, you, you get what I'm saying. We we just don't have the horses to compete. We're in a rebuilding year, a research and, a, and development year. They're researching to see, you know, how they feel about Corey, Denny, Gafford, guys that they didn't draft. Um, Tyus Jones is a guy that they're most likely going to trade before the trade deadline. Same thing with DeLon Wright. Same thing with Gallo. Same thing with Shamet. So you got a bunch of veterans that you're looking that you're probably looking to trade for the trade deadline. 
So there's going to be a lot of moving pieces and a lot of moving parts. So not a lot of chemistry is going to be had during the season two. And then probably after the trade deadline, you're going to try to play Ryan Rollins, Pat Baldwin, Vucevic, and all the young guys. And Mescal, you're probably going to try to trade him too. So uh, the the favor is not really in West Unsell Jr.'s favor right now. Um, the last two years, he kind of showed who he is. I still, I, he's still learning as a coach, but you know, he's supposed to bring in, uh, he's supposed to improve the defense. The defense didn't improve much at all. Um, you can say, I'm not going to say it got worse than what Scott Brooks' defense was, but it didn't really get much better. Uh, and that's the unfortunate thing about it. And then, um, just the, the losses where we're up, you know, the 15, we're up by 15 points and you they find different ways to lose. The Clippers loss was embarrassing. Uh, his first season losing to the Nets at home by 40 points. Uh, when KD unfortunately uh, crossed up Daniel Gafford, so um, yeah, I mean he's had some good point. He he's had some good things, but the the bad has kind of outweighed the good with West Unsell Jr. To be honest, and some of it's not all of his fault. Some of it is the roster construction from Tommy Shepard. But um, yeah, I, I think this was, I think this is the last year for last year for West, and I think they move on. Uh, as far as Jordan Poole. Do I don't think he's going to be traded this year. I just my my gut feeling. I don't think he's going to be traded. I think they're going to. I think they're going to move forward with, with him. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if they're going to try. I don't. I don't know if they're going to use him as a building as their franchise guy. He's got to prove to be that, of course. But uh, I, I think Jordan Poole stays uh, at least two years in DC. That's that's just my my gut feeling. And then maybe they find a trade partner, or if it does work out, how Shea Gil, Gilgis Alexander worked out with the Thunder. Then he'll be here for the long for the long haul, and maybe they actually do. That's that's the best case scenario for Jordan Poole. But my gut is that they eventually find a trade partner, maybe year two or year three or something like that. Yeah, I think Jordan Poole definitely stays longer than West. Mm, yeah. um, he's got too much young star power. Now, I don't think that he's a guy he, being the guy. No, I think he's definitely part of the foundation of a team going forward. That, that you want to build to be a, a contender, absolutely. Because look, he's young, he's got he's already got star power. You know, if you're trying to sell tickets, that's important. You know, so I, I think that and he's already showed leadership. I definitely think he's gonna be here for the long run. Now, whether he gets a second contract here in DC, I don't know. I'm with you. Maybe he gets flipped year three, year two, you know, we'll see. But I definitely think he's a player that can definitely help this team reach a level of contention. Now, what's on sale, Junior? Like you said, two years, he's already showed what he can and can't do. Um Supposed to be a defensive-minded coach, and defense has been hot garbage. Um, <laughs> I mean, his rotation has been questionable. Um, not making important decisions in blowouts where, you know, you could have put – change the lineup a little bit and maybe stem the tide a little bit. You know, he was hesitant to do that. So he, he's definitely got ways to go to prove that he could be a head coach in the NBA. But, you know, kind of, you know, comparing sports. It's kind of like Ron Rivera with the Commanders. You know, it's kind of a, pro- a prove a year because you got new ownership with the Commanders. And it's likewise with the Wizards. You know, it's not ownership, but you have a whole brand new front office, which they have no links to West. Now, I get it, the whole name, you know, his dad's important. But you know what? Here's the thing. That only goes so far. You know, it's one thing to have the name connected to you, but you got to win. Look, why is his dad synonymous with his franchise? Because he won. I mean, heck, he won the only title we got. But, you know, he won. That's how he's synonymous. You know, you got to win, man. But so the name only goes so far. So um, he's got to make some changes, you know. And, and here's the thing. It's tough for him because, you know, can you really judge him off a win-loss record? Because, not, I mean, they're a rebuilding team. So, I mean, what would be – what factors would, you know, kind of keep his job for him? Well, I mean, progression from the young guys. You know, you got to see steps from Denny. Denny. Like I said, Denny is probably one of the most important pieces of this team. Why? 
because he holds so many cards. You know, if he, if he has a breakout year and he improves his team, that helps out West with his job security. It helps out Denny with his bag. You know, it, it helps the young. You know what I mean? It's just it's so many factors just around, you know, Kispert and Denny because you got to see some progression. That's how you gauge whether this is a successful season or not. It's not going to be win-loss because, look, we're going to be a top 10, top five draft pick team. And, you know, I mean, you best believe that probably three-fourths of these uh, veterans on expiring deals are gone by the deadline. So your second half of the year, you're looking at, you know, trying to get a lot of these young guys like Patrick Baldwin, Johnny Davis, you know, Bilal playing time. So it's not going to be a successful year as far as win-loss records. So can he progress these young guys and implement? Because, look, what did we say last year? I would like to see how West can do with a rebuilding team where you can find the players to implement a system. Bilal Kulabali can defend. Denny can defend. You know, you got the list goes on. Delon's a defender. You know, you got now you brought brought in guys who are defensive minded guys. Now I get it. Jordan Poole's not, <laughs> he's not going to be, a, you know, <laughs> you're lucky you get an average defense out of him. Let's be real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's just be real. And um, Kispert the same, but you got the defensive minded guys who can be cornerstones. You know, Bilal, Denny, they can defend at a high level. Now you're just adding offensive repertoire. You know, that's all you're doing. So, you know, the ball's in the score. You know, West has got to respond, man. He's, de- he's got to respond because, you know, Jordan. Like I said, Jordan Poole's got star power. He's a, he, I mean, he was a star power and, and where he was a sixth man. <laughs> I mean, he's already – if you look at videos online at basketball, most of the time you're going to see highlights from Jordan Poole, from his passing, from his from his, his baskets, you know, his attitude. You know, he, he is a well-known commodity in the NBA right now. So he, they got to capitalize on that. You know, same thing with Kuz when he does fast. You know, this is the time, you know, if you look right now, yeah, they're rebuilding, but they're also looking, you know, forward as far as business-wise. You know, so like, this just business. People are going to pay to come watch Jordan Poole play basketball in D.C. So um, we're going to get into a mailbag. But before we do, you got anything you want to cover as far as Jordan Poole and Wes? Um, no, I just like the point about development. Yeah, do they have a plan? Of course, they got a plan for Bilal. But how does how does Wes implement him? Of course, you know, if Bilal's not going out there averaging, you know, 10, 15 points, then, you know, I'm, I'm not – I wouldn't get mad at Wes about that because, you know, it's going to be a, a, a long development, developmental process for Bilal. But – can he get the best out of Denny? Does he have a plan for Denny? Does he have a plan for Corey? Um, how is he going to get these young guys better with playing time? And what kind of rotations does he have out there too? So, and we know he loves playing the veterans. So guys like Anthony Gill, he loves playing them over Denny and guys like that. So, um, you know, I just want to see how he does with that as well. Late game situations as well. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I wouldn't judge him on win loss because the roster is just not good enough. But I do think that they want to – and they brought in some other guys too. They brought in David Vanderpool. They brought in Brian Keefe. So they brought in potential replacements. They brought in guys that they've, 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 co- they've had on their staff before. Keefe was in OKC. Vanderpool uh, has familiarity with the front office as well. So they definitely have a plan to move on for West Oso Jr. Ooh, yep. I mean, I totally agree, man. You know, I think that they're, they're, they set it up to where it's showing proof time for a lot of people, not just West. You know, they brought the personnel in, and, 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 you know, we mentioned this, you know, before is that now the excuses are over. You know, they, they revamped the front office. And they brought in the coaching to back him up. It's on him now. If he doesn't respond, there's no excuses left. You, there's no excuses left. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I, you know, I, I hope Wes figures it out. And I really wish him well, man. You know, I really wish, he, you know, he can really bring a lot more, you know, more respect to that name, man. Because like I said, his dad is very synonymous with his franchise. So, uh, moving on, we got a mailbag question. Uh, this mailbag question is from uh, on Twitter, or not Twitter, Lord Hammers, on uh, YouTube. And it's from Mr. Dot Anderson Space Ghost 4493. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> and his question is Is it a failure if our next three first round picks are outside the top five 
and we don't make the playoffs? Or is it just tough luck? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What do you think, Um, I, I wouldn't say a failure, but you, you do want to get as many darts as the dart for it. You want to get the best picks available. Um, if you have a chance at Victor or Scoot Henderson like last year, then you definitely try to get uh, as, as close as you can. The Portland Trailblazers, they decided to tank and mail it in before the Wizards did, and they were smarter. And I don't even think they got this. The, they weren't even the third worst team in the NBA. I got to look it up and make sure. Um, but they moved up in the lottery and they got Scoot Henderson. And they're able to catapult and push their um, rebuild faster with Scoot Henderson. They already have uh, Shaden Sharp. But again, Scoot Henderson, a talent like that, that, that makes your rebuild go faster. So you just got to get – you have to get the, the best players. And I get it, you know, the front office, they have to evaluate and – you know, there are your Giannis is out there. What pick 13? Kawhi was a later pick. Steph wasn't a top five. or t- Steph wasn't a top three pick. Klay um, Thompson wasn't a top five pick. So Draymond Green was a second round pick. Look at the Warriors, different organizations that have been able to uh, find talent. You know, look at the Thunder. Jalen Williams was a 13th pick or something like that. And Lou Dort was a second round or undrafted guy. Jokic, Nikola Jokic was in the second round. So I know the argument against, against tanking or getting the, the – the worst pick possible or the highest pick possible is that you just have to have guys that can evaluate talent. But at the same time, um, you just got to get blue chip players. And typically that the first three picks of the draft are blue chip guys, Paolo, Brancher. I think we would love to have him on the roster. We would love to have Victor on the roster. Uh, we would love to have Scoot on the roster. Um, and, and even the year before that, getting Johnny Davis, if we would have lost a little bit earlier, we could have got somebody, you know, Benedict Matherin or Jaden Ivey at pick five. So, you know, us getting pick nine, pick eight all the time, you kind of stay in that middle. You kind of get a solid player instead of a blue chip guy. And that's what fans have been with, upset with is every year we're 35 and 47. We keep getting pick nine, pick eight, pick 10 instead of getting pick three. It's kind of like find a direction. Either you're going to win a bunch of games or you're just going to be bad and get that top pick. So I think this is the time where the Wizards definitely need to get a top five pick. Um, and as well, they can't fool around this year too with with whether they're going to pick a direction. They kind of do have to bottom out because our pick, the protections for the John Wall for Russell Westbrook trade, the Knicks own the rights to that pick. If they finish, if they finish um, above, it's, it's top twelve protected, so they have to have the twelfth best pick or or higher. So if they fool around and go thirty five and forty seven or thirty seven and forty, whatever thirty seven forty five and they fool around and get bad lottery luck and get the 14th pick of the lottery, the Knicks take our pick away. So they cannot mess around. Um, but I do think, it, it, is it a failure? I wouldn't say it's a failure, but yeah. And even the year after, Cooper Flagg, who was talking trash to Bradley Bill, a guy like that, I don't think you want to miss your chance on getting a guy like him either. <laughs> um, and then if we don't make the playoffs, or is it tough luck? Uh, outside this, is it a failure for our next three first-round draft picks or outside the top five if we don't make the playoffs, or is it just a um, – I, I wouldn't say a failure, but I do think they need to get blue chip players. I think they need to definitely get the, the highest pick as they can. Um, this this draft coming up isn't great, but I got to look at the draft with Boozer's son. 
and Cooper Flag coming out, I think that's the draft where they definitely need to bottom out and get one of those two guys. Yeah, I, I see both sides, man. But I'll say this. Um, top five picks aren't always guaranteed, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Bennett would tell you that straight up. Greg Oden, too. I mean, you know, if you look at a long list of guys who have become all-stars in this league, you know, I mean, all right, I'm going to go through a list real quick. All right, Kenneth Fareed, 22nd overall. All right, Marcus Hall, 48th overall. Ray John Rondo, 21st overall. Tony Parker went 28th overall. Mano Jabobli, 57th overall. Kobe Bryant, 13th overall. Steve Nash, 15th. And that's just a few names. Sean Kent went 17th. I mean, Mark Jackson went 18th. I mean, it's just, it really comes down to development. You know, I think the biggest thing about the Wizards is why we have failed to have any success in the draft. It's not so much talent. is that we have failed to develop that talent. Now, you can argue that. I mean, I mean, any draft you can look at it and say, all right, we missed on this player, we missed on player. You know, we were talking about that year that they traded uh, for Randy Foy and Mike Miller, and we, we messed up a chance to get Stephen Curry. You know, obviously that was just a stupid trade because you missed out on talent. But, you know, this, I mean, it's just, there's a long list of players that we've just failed to, to develop. So you got to learn how to develop regardless of the, of the draft position. You know, I get it. You know, you always want to, you know, the more guaranteed guys, I guess you want to say, are in the top five, I guess. I mean, you know, the Jalen Greens, but it's not always guaranteed, man. And you really have to develop no matter what. So I think that, you know, because like I said, the list goes on to guys who have been drafted. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Dennis Rodman went 27th overall. And these are guys who are, you know, are all-star level guys. So it's just it's all about develop to me, development to me. Yeah, you you, you want to aim for top five, but still, you have to be able to develop talent. And that's what we have failed to do for as long as I've probably been alive. I, I cannot remember the last time outside of Bradley Bill and John Wall that we developed a guy who became an all-star. I mean, you know, I mean, Otto Porter was all right, but I, I wasn't really in favor of drafting him that high. You know, it's just the list goes on. I think we need to focus on development. I mean, I, you know, I get aiming for the top five, but I would rather – put together a world-class, you know, scouting and, you know, get into analytics, you know, you still have old school guys and really learn how to develop guys because, you know, you could find diamonds in the rough in any place in the draft. Draymond Green, you know, Jordan Poole's homeboy. I mean, <laughs> he is a second-round talent. You know, the list goes on. So, yeah, I want to see us really become kings at developing talent, scouting talent, because that, that's where you find your diamonds in the rough, because you can find diamonds in any position in the draft. So I, I agree with you, E's. Just to me, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know, no matter where I'm at, I'm trying to find the best diamond in the rough. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to pick the right player, too. Now, you look at the, the flip side, too, with the top three picks. John Morant was a top three pick. Jason Tatum, top three pick. He's been in the playoffs multiple years. Joel Embiid, top three pick, third pick of the draft. He's been in the playoffs multiple years. Luka Doncic, top five pick, been in the playoffs multiple years. So um, there's definitely good sides to the argument because the guys, majority of guys in the playoffs right now, Joel Embiid, uh, Luka Doncic, uh, LeBron was the first pick of the draft. Anthony Davis, the top five pick in the draft. Um, they won a championship. So there's there's so many top picks that have won. Um Trying to think about Trey Young, top five pick. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then we, we were good. We had to get two guys in the top three. Like you, like you talked about, John Wall and Bradley Bill. They were both top three picks. John Wall being the first pick of the draft. So the last time that we get that we did get top three, and that's just how it's been with Tommy Shepard. You had to get a top three pick. We just didn't trust the front office to find a diamond in the rough. Maybe with the, with these guys, there's hope that they can find a guy a pick nine, pick eight, pick ten, um, and that they are better at evaluating talent. But when you had a guy, when you had a staff or the front office that we had last time with Tommy was like, yeah, we're doomed. If we don't get a top three pick, then we're basically doomed. We don't have a top five pick, we're doomed. So there's hope with these guys that 
they could find, you know, Desmond Bain, pick 28, or like you said, uh, Dennis Rodman, guys like that with late picks in the first round. So we do have hope with this with this front office. So it's not like the last redeem. Yeah, I agree. You know, because Tommy <laughs> Ernie, man, just couldn't draft to save their lives, man. So, <laughs> you know, we're definitely in good hands. No, I agree with that. It's kind of like, you know, the flip side of the same coin, man. You know, you mm-hmm. can find success with a top five pick. It's just one of those things, man. You know, I think with top five pick, not so much a development because they're top five pick, is finding the right fit. You know, I think that Charlotte made a good move by drafting Brandon Miller as opposed to Scoot. And, you know, I mean, you can go with the talent, but who's the better fit? The better fit because if the player can fit the system, then you're helping the organization out and you're helping the play out. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, it's kind of the you know, flip side of the same coin. You know, you, mm-hmm. but you got to be able to find that guy that fits your system and – and plus, you know, find the diamonds in the rough. So um, we're going to go ahead and roll out. Uh, we definitely appreciate everybody. Um, before we roll, you have anything else you want to cover real quickly? No, that's it. All right. All right, man. So appreciate you guys. Definitely appreciate you guys. Um, like, subscribe, comment below. Hit that notification button to let you know when our videos come out because it's dope content. And we're going towards the season, so definitely tune in. Thank you for making the Locked On Wizards your first listen every day, every day. Or tomorrow we have former Locked On Wizards host, Dialante Daniels. So definitely, we're going to talk about lineups, uh, vision, the trades, what how he grades the trades. So definitely tune in because it's going to be a legendary episode. So definitely tune in. So again, appreciate you guys. Um, hail to the Wizards and peace. Everybody have a good day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 